Hello everyone, this is Urvashi Chauhan. Welcome back to another episode of Courts Today by Live Law, where we bring you the latest developments from all courts across India. Let us start. Starting with the important update on the Constitution Bench hearing the petitions challenging abrogation of Article 370. Today, after 16 days of hearing, the arguments concluded and the Supreme Court has reserved its judgment on the matter. The Union Government's 2019 decision to repeal the special status of Jammu and Kashmir under Article 370 of the Constitution and the Jammu and Kashmir Reorganization Act, which bifurcated the state into Union territories of JNK and Ladakh, was under challenge. The hearing, which commenced on 2nd August, witnessed extensive arguments and discussions. The Petitioner Council argued for the first nine days and stressed upon the unique nature of JNK's relationship with India, highlighting that the Maharaja of Jammu and Kashmir did not give up the internal sovereignty to the Dominion of India. That Article 370 had assumed permanence and was no longer a temporary provision post the dissolution of JNK Constituent Assembly in 1957. That President's rule under Article 356 was in its nature temporary and thus permanent actions could not be taken under it. Finally, it was stated that while Article 3 of the Constitution granted the power to Union to alter the boundaries of states and even create smaller states through bifurcation, it had never before been used to convert an entire state into a Union territory. Today, Senior Advocate Kapil Sibyl in his rejoinder arguments said, that once the dissolution took place, Article 356 could not be imposed. Any act of dissolution had to take place after the aid and advice of Council of Ministers and it would be dangerous to give such power to the Parliament. On the other hand, the Union government along with other respondents argued that the abrogation of Article 370 resolved the psychological duality of people of Jammu and Kashmir and ended the discrimination that existed against the people of the state before the abrogation because the Indian constitution was not fully applied to it. It was stated that Jammu and Kashmir was only converted to Union territory owing to it being a sensitive border state for a temporary time period and that its statehood would be restored. Finally, the respondents asserted that the Jammu and Kashmir constitution was subordinate to the Indian constitution. It never had original constituent powers. Thus, even if the constituent assembly had been in existence, it would have had a limited role to play in abrogation process, as its decision would have only been recommendatory in nature and the president could have taken any decision even if the constituent assembly did not agree to the same. The judgment has now been reserved. Stay tuned with us to know the much-awaited verdict in this matter. The Supreme Court has allowed a candidate who passed class 12th as a private student to take admission for MBBS course after NEET counselling. The petitioner was admitted in class 11th biology in the session 2019-20. Due to COVID, she could not give the examination, so she was admitted in class 12th as a private student in the session 2020-21. Thereafter, she appeared for NEET undergraduate and scored above the cutoff marks in the Freedom Fighter quota.
Following this, the Director of Medical Education, State of Madhya Pradesh, issued directions and directed the petitioner as well as the other candidates who cleared 10th plus 2 examination as private candidates to upload the mark sheet of class 11th. But the petitioner's school did not issue class 11th mark sheet to private students and so her candidature was not considered for the admission. Let me tell you here that as per graduate medical education regulations, that is GMER of 1997, the petitioner was not eligible for admission because the rules state that candidates who have passed 10th plus 2 from open schools or as private candidates shall not be eligible to appear for national eligibility come entrance test. But as per GMER 2023, the bar against private candidates has been removed and the eligibility criteria has now been modified. Last week, the court in this matter was informed that the counselling had already taken place and a seat had already been allocated to the petitioner. But she was not permitted to participate in the selection process for a seat in the MBBS course. Based on this, the court had specifically directed that the seat which was allocated to the petitioner would not be withdrawn. But later, the seat actually was allocated to another student. While the court was directing the National Medical Commission to examine the matter and suggest necessary action, the additional Solicitor General for the state of Uttar Pradesh appraised the court that there was one seat available at Gandhi Medical College Bhopal under the Freedom Fighter quota. Therefore, the court directed the authorities to allocate the seat available at Gandhi Medical College Bhopal to the petitioner. In another update, a plea has been moved in the Supreme Court challenging restoration of Congress leader Rahul Gandhi's Lok Sabha membership. As you already know, his membership was restored by the Lok Sabha Secretariat on 7th August after the Supreme Court suspended his conviction in the criminal defamation case over the remark, why all thieves have Modi surname. The plea has been moved by Lucknow-based advocate Ashok Pandey. He contends that once a member of the parliament or of a state legislature loses his office by operation of law, he will continue to be disqualified till he is acquitted from the charges by some higher court. The plea also prays for a writ of mandamus to the Election Commission of India to notify the vacancy to the seats being held by a legislator in case of conviction and sentence which creates disqualification and hold the election to choose a new legislator from that constituency. Further, the plea argues that Section 389 of CRPC only permits the Court of Appeal, which is hearing an appeal against conviction and sentence, to suspend the sentence and release the applicant on bail and not to suspend the conviction. Hence, the plea prays that the Lok Sabha notification, which restored Gandhi's membership, should be quashed. For your information, I must tell you that as per Supreme Court's ruling in the case of Lok Prahari versus Election Commission of India and others in 2018, once the conviction of an MP or MLA has been stayed by the appellate court, the disqualification under Representation of People's Act will not operate. In this case, it was specifically held that once the conviction has been stayed during the pendency of an appeal, the disqualification which operates as a consequence of the conviction cannot take or remain in effect. The Supreme Court has issued notice to the Punjab and Haryana High Court in a petition filed by court staff challenging his transfer. 
The petitioner was an employee of the district court at Ludhiana who had been transferred to Mansa. He claimed that he had earlier taken up the role of whistleblower, raising concerns and grievances on behalf of colleagues and that he had been unfairly treated compared to the other staff members. This was because their representations were favorably considered while his case was overlooked. He had approached the High Court to consider transferring him back to Ludhiana. This he sought on humanitarian grounds, citing the ill health of his wife. But the plea was dismissed by the High Court, hence he filed an SLP before the Apex Court. The petitioner also sought implementation of a clear and transparent transfer policy for staff of the district judiciary. He contended that in the absence of a transfer policy, grade 3 and 4 employees working in subordinate courts under the High Court face arbitrary transfers, which are often punitive in nature. Taking note of the petitioner's status as a whistleblower and the recommendations of the 2017 Judges Committee in this regard, the Supreme Court bench comprising Justice Rishikesh Roy and Justice Sanjay Karol issued a notice to the High Court. In the next update from the Supreme Court today for the fifth time, bail hearing of JNU scholar Umar Khalid was adjourned. You already know that he has been behind bars since September 2020, awaiting his trial under the UAPA for his alleged involvement in the larger conspiracy surrounding the communal violence that broke out in Delhi in February 2020. Today, a bench of Justices Bela Trivedi and Dipankar Datta was hearing Khalid's special leave petition challenging decision of the Delhi High Court to deny him bail last year. Senior advocate Kapil Sibyl is representing Khalid. As Sibyl was appearing before the Constitution bench hearing the pleas over abrogation of Article 370 today, despite court's reluctance, the matter had to be adjourned. But the bench categorically stated that no such appeals would be entertained on the next day of hearing. The matter will now be taken up next week. Stay tuned with us. An important observation has come from the Delhi High Court regarding matrimonial disputes. The court observed that the Hindu Marriage Act of 1955 does not recognize incompatibility of a married couple as a ground for divorce, which leaves such couples to suffer acrimonious relationship with no exit. The bench of Justice Suresh Kumar Kaith and Justice Nina Bansal made the observations while dismissing a wife's appeal challenging a family court order which granted divorce on her husband's petition on the ground of cruelty. The parties had been living separately for 15 years now and a child was also born out of the wedlock. The husband sought divorce on ground of cruelty whereas the wife claimed that she was harassed on account of dowry. The bench observed that the period of separation of 15 years had gone by and the differences between the couple were beyond reconciliation. Significantly, the court said, since irretrievable breakdown of marriage has not been introduced as a ground for divorce, court's hands are tied and they cannot grant divorce decree unless the fault of the other spouse is shown. Many a times, the marriages do not work because of incompatibility and temperamental differences for which neither party can be blamed. The Calcutta High Court has upheld the conviction of a man convicted under Section 9 of the POXO Act for committing rape on a nine-year-old girl at her school. 
The victim, a student of class 3, had been allegedly taken to a vacant room in her school by the accused and raped there until her screaming and shouting alerted other students. Upon receipt of the complaint, the police visited the school and took statements from other students and the victim. At the trial, the Sessions judge was of the opinion that the victim's evidence in this case proved the offence of sexual assault on her by the accused and thereby he was sentenced to imprisonment of five years under the POXO Act. In the present appeal, counsel for the appellant argued that the victim's case was not supported by any teachers or staff at the place of occurrence and that the appellant was insane and suffered from poor vision thereby not being mentally sound to understand or commit such acts. In reply, the counsel for the state relied on the statement of the minor girl, which was corroborated by medical examination reports of the accused, which clearly showed that he was fully alert during his examination. A single bench of Justice Vibhas Ranjande concluded that while it may be true that the appellant was routinely referred to as mad by locals in the area, the same could not rule out the account of the victim who understood the questions posed to her and answered them rationally. Accordingly, the conviction was upheld and the appellant was directed to surrender before the trial court to serve his sentence. And lastly, the Delhi government has told the Delhi High Court that no permission will be granted to any individual for felling of trees in the national capital till 14th September. The government further told Justice Jasmeet Singh that any permission required for important projects will be intimated to the court. The submission was made by Delhi Government's counsel, Advocate Dharya Gupta, in a petition seeking contempt action against the officials for not following court directions passed in April last year, requiring the tree officers to spell out reasons for permitting the felling of trees in Delhi. The plea relates to the issue of preservation of trees in the national capital. Justice Singh said that a perusal of the permissions granted by the officers for felling of trees seems to suggest that there is a total non-application of mind while granting such permissions. The court listed the matter for hearing on September 14th and directed the authorities to bring the files pertaining to granting of permissions of the trees that have been felled as per the urgent application. Thank you for joining us. If you wish to know more details about the cases I've mentioned here, you can visit our website at www.livelaw.in. Stay ahead with quick legal updates only on Live Law. Do not forget to like, share and subscribe and support us. You can also support us by donating through the thanks button at the bottom of our videos or consider becoming a member at just 89 rupees per month.